Hey, welcome to the Wrong Way Podcast because we have no real direction. I'm your host, Robbie, and I'm here with my guy. And before we get started, this is episode 60. This is episode 60. We don't have anything planned. Nothing special going on for this one. Uh, in fact, it's actually probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. But we got we got a little bit to discuss today. How you doing, Ari? I'm doing good. This episode is special for two reasons. One, it's our 60th episode. Yep. Go ahead and congratulate us. Or don't. We don't need your congratulations. It'd be nice, though. But furthermore... I, I, I appreciate furthermore, it. Furthermore, and most importantly, today is a very, very special episode. And do you know why that is, Robbie? I don't even think you know why. Why is it? Because today is Civic Day. Where we all come together. That makes it special. We all come together August the 5th. I don't even know if that's today. And we all come together for Civic Day to ask each other... What is Civic Day? It's just a civic holiday. It just means everything's closed, really. There's got to be more to it. I don't think so. I think it's just like, you know what, Canadians, you go, you guys work hard enough. Here's a day off. Well, the conspiracy side of me, which is very small, is asking some questions. You know, all these holidays always are confusing to me, man. Why is Thanksgiving in America different than Canadian Thanksgiving? I guess uh, our pilgrims got here first. I don't know, man. took another month. I think, really, when I'm looking at and this was not planned, I just so happened to have a calendar right beside me. I didn't uh, I just actually notice that, yeah. didn't bring it down for the podcast, but it is here. And uh, in between Canada Day, which is June the 24th, we don't have anything again until Labor Day, which is September the 3rd. So I think there's a bunch of politicians just sitting around and they're like, man... I got, I got to get a day off. Can That's we, what I'm saying. They just can we make one of these? And I'm pretty sure the holidays in Canada and America, like they, we have similar amount of holidays and days off and stuff. So they it have, might just be one of those things. They have Independence out. Day. We yeah. don't celebrate our independence. No. Nah. We just have free health care. Yeah. That, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, as we're recording this, you know, we got the sun in our eyes. You know, it's the it's the usual flex for us over here on the wrong way podcast. Sunday five o'clock over here, Monday Monday afternoon, moving on to the evening. But let's let's get into it. What is our first topic of this week? I want to talk about this Bleacher Report list, but should I think I'm going to hold on to that for a second? Uh, on our last episode, we discussed Chance the Rapper's debut album, if you want to call it that, The Big Day, and um, I think we gave it generally a good response, right? It was definitely a positive review. Uh, as time has gone on, the internet has tore this album apart. Uh, you didn't seem very happy about the things people were saying about the album, Harry. No. About an hour earlier, as I was trying to hit a baseball in MLB The Show 18. Not 19, because I, I don't have the new baseball game. But we're not going to get into that. You're not interested in that. You're here to hear my opinion on Chance the Rapper. So... The kind of general overall vibe is that it seems to be because I really haven't been like digging through Twitter or social media to find out what people think of this album, but uh, it seems to be that people think it's kind of overly positive, so much so to the point where it's annoying. Specifically, the fact that there's a lot of a lot of subject matter on this album goes to 
specifically his wife. You joked about it last episode, how this was, you know, the biggest win for a female in, in rap history, pretty much. I mean, you didn't You'd have say, to say it. it. You'd have to say I think it. that's, I think that's fair. I would, I would, I would agree with you. As you know, he didn't, he doesn't give her name, but everything outside of that pretty much fits the bill. Um, a lot of people thought that that was a bit much. So it was almost an annoyed. And Meg the Stallion's trying to link up with Nicki Minaj to drop a hot girl summer song. Yeah, and Chance, Chance's wife won. Chance, Chance got burned in a hot girl summer. That's what happened here. Everyone's out here trying to be ratchet, and no one wanted to hear Chance's. That's why I said on last episode as well, man. I mean, knock on wood, obviously. <clears throat> I don't want this to happen for the guy, but if they ever were to go their separate ways. Chance has to look at his debut album as a whole song saying, I love my wife. I love my wife. I love well, my- <laughs> I wondered even how much the whole debut album thing matters to Chance. And I don't want to let this take up too much of the conversation. But in a day where sort of mixtapes, albums, especially first album, debut album, debut project, that's all very, we can agree that's very different than what it used to be. That's kind of the lines have been blurred and that sort of, Maybe you got to rewind like 15 years ago. Somebody's first project was their first project. Sometimes they would put out mixtapes first, and that wouldn't be the first official. But it was a lot easier to define what a first album was. I would say, uh, in Chance's case, I would say Acid Rap is his first album. And it's but it's hard. It's hard to define. But I just because I, I think there's a huge difference between Ten Day and Acid Rap. Right. Uh, just just musically, uh, production levels, better studio. Like it was. Really, it was going to take off. Yeah. Acid Rap was going to take off. 10 Day was just a shot at, here, look at what I can do. He even just said on Zane Lowe's podcast, he thinks that Acid Rap's the best album ever. I mean, he was kind of joking, but he's even calling it an album in that. Um, I don't know if he was joking either, and I don't have a problem with that necessarily. I mean, Um, I guess they always say that uh, you're supposed to have that confidence. I don't, it's definitely not the best album rap album ever it's not it's but it's not to me or you but who can tell him that as an artist you know who made an album about his life and all the it's not better than Illmatic. around uh, everything around chance him should know that yeah but, but chance you know, is from chicago he, that, he should not say that it's better than college dropout that yeah no I, I mean hey those are you're mentioning two albums that i would probably put both above acid rap but at the same time who am I to say that you know his music isn't isn't you know Lupe's mean debut more album, to him? Debut, uh, Lupe's second album too is better than uh, Chance. I'm just thinking of Chicago people who Chance should maybe be saying, you know, well, I love for these guys. Anyway, let's talk about this album. Let's talk about the reception. Um, people don't like it, man. People don't like it. It's, it's not it's selling. selling. It's not selling that well. The stream numbers aren't that good. It's not. There's no hit song that's getting. Uh, I think it's just. I think the problem with this album is that it's just corny content. Uh, the music is good if you're just taking it at surface level. Like if you're just listening to it on a nice summer day, you know, you could be outside having a family barbecue. Like that's what this music's made for. It's just made for a good atmosphere, a good vibe with people that you care about. Um, and yeah, I think the the content within the songs just gets a little repetitive, gets a little corny. Um, yeah. I I oppose sort of the idea. What about the line, I just called the plug, his phone's dead, Doug, 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 or whatever the fuck he says. He's, I don't know, and it's some weird shit on this album, lyrically. I mean, you can you can nitpick some songs, but at the end of the day, I think that this album is still like 
gives gives enough proof that Chance is at least in like the top class of lyricists in rap. No. I, you can't that's be serious. How I feel. You think you Chance? Do you think this can't album? Can't be serious. You think this album puts Chance in the top? I'm, not, lyrics, I'm saying it. Lyricists? I'm saying he was already there. No, he wasn't. Was He's that? not a good lyricist. I vehemently reject that. He, he makes good music. That doesn't make him a good lyricist. He doesn't I, have good. He doesn't have bars with lyrics. Like he's, well, you don't talk about bars. People often define bars as something that have like are kind of hard. Chance is the furthest thing from hard. He's bars. Ca- he's bars Cottonelle. He's Cottonelle soft. When you're writing, when you're writing Drake. music, yeah, there's and every Chance two sentences is a bar. Is a really good writer. Those are bars. I'm, I'm not going to shy away from my opinion on that. If we disagree, we disagree. I I I would say where where would chance, you rank like top ten active rappers lyricism and just in terms of, in terms of writing and I and I was even I didn't like I didn't you know I didn't make a statement on it or anything last week by putting in the top class but I did say last week if you go and listen to the review um, that I think that his mix of being able to add melody wordplay rhyming ability and at the same time just like the sort of stuff he'll be able to rhyme. I think is really good. I think he. I think just skill wise, he's he's a top level rapper. I don't think that he's like you know. I don't think that he's. I don't think that Kendrick needs to watch his back or anything. I'm not putting him in the top five or anything, or or even you know maybe he's not even ranking that high historically. But I just mean like as far as people who are out right now, and especially people under thirty, like people currently out putting out rap music, like he's up near the top there for me. I got to hear some names of people that you're. Ranking him along with because this is this is crazy to me to call him a but top is, lyricist. Can we okay? Can lyrics. we do this? Can we finish talking about the album and then I would give you my top lyricists because I don't want to just turn this into whether Chance is a top ten lyricist segment. I want to talk about this album, the reception it's getting, whether that's valid well, or we not. We already talked about that, and, and then I'd be no one likes it. Okay, so then <laughs> all right. So your your take is that you you haven't even said if you agree with it or not. I said that I think it's good summertime music if you're around people that you love and care about. If you're list, if you're taking it at surface level, right, it's solid. If yeah. you're listening to it to listen to good music, and you want to actually listen to what he's saying, it's not it. It's so, not it. Okay, so I know. So I just want to be clear on on your reception. So f- you you more agree with the opinion on the album than disagree with it, but you do still think it's good music. Yeah. So, but you, you I mean, I guess what I'm asking before I give my side of this is. Um, do you, like so you you agree with the criticism that the album? Do you agree with the criticism that the album is too friendly or it's too happy or yeah, that's that? What I, that's what I'm. That's okay, what no, I'm no, saying. I'm just very okay. corny, very uh, repetitive. It's just along the same same three topics. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. And it's oh, okay. I think that you know it's. It's not that the criticism is untrue. It's not that there's a lot about, like, you know, there is a lot of music about Chance loving his wife on this album. There's a lot of happiness. There's even, I think the song Single Again, I found super, super annoying. Not single, that's Big Sean's song. But the song I'm Not Single, the I Ain't Single No Mo. Oh, yeah. I Ain't Single No Mo. Like, I can understand how that song's annoying and how that's just not a vibe for a lot of people. How well, there's... then there's another song where he's, uh, where he's like, just slowly, softly singing, uh, you gotta go crazy to fall in love or whatever the fuck he's saying. Yeah. And then he starts screaming halfway through the song. That song no, is No, hey man, there, there, there's like five, six songs just dedicated 
to no but, there's more than five or six songs that are dedicated but what to i will what i will say is that listening to like even just a minute of that zane low interview at chance he says a great album has to have songs about love so i think just f- for me i think it's I, I think it's okay to say that there are songs on this album that have to do that's with true, love that's not true, and aren't though. just specifically his wife he's lying he's just trying to get he's trying to get a conversation going so that he doesn't need to be stuck in the corner there are millions of amazing hip-hop albums that don't have a single love song on it. Does the Black Album have a love song on it, Harry? I brought up Illmatic already. Does Illmatic have a love song on it? Uh, you want to talk love about... Love to the streets. You want to go even a little further back. Uh, one of the most known hip-hop songs, or one of the greatest hip-hop songs right. of all time, Common, I Used to Love Her. That's not even about a woman. It's let's, about hip hop. Let's you don't and that's a you don't need a let's take it back just line. take it back just to speed. I didn't say that I agree a good album has to have songs no, about I'm love. No, I'm just saying he said he's lying. He he said a good album has to have songs about love. I was only saying that if we're gonna put chance in a box and say this whole album is about loving his wife and it's boring and I don't wanna hear about this, this is not my vibe. I'm, you know, if this is not your vibe, I'm cool with that. And if this album was just annoying to you, that's that's fine. But I think that I have to defend him on a few levels. One is to say that I think there are songs in this album that are more about love in general than they are about specifically his wife. Um, I do think that in a 22-song album here, we were given more good songs than we were bad songs. I'd be unwilling to say that there's 11, 12 bad unenjoyable songs on this album uh there's a lot of stuff that i can't go back and re-listen to it's probably only i would definitely think say this album could be cut to 16 certainly 18 songs i'll buy into it's probably a little bit too long um but i really do think that there are still moments here where we we can you know we can we can reopen this up uh i think that when it comes to a level of writing it's harder to compare him to certain artists who just on a on a level of vibe, just switch it up more than Chance. Because like, if you want to compare Chance to J. Cole, Kendrick... He doesn't switch it up on this whole album, though. That's what no, I'm saying. I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you. So I'm saying that it's, it's harder to, to rank him when all of his writing and all of his rapping are all softer, a little more poetic. But I still think that his ability to rhyme, I do actually think he's a good lyricist. We can, do you think we Logic's can, a good lyricist? No. But you think Chance is? Hmm. Yes. I don't... Hmm. Are we saying... Our criticisms of Logic would be that consistently simple metaphors... My my problem with Logic... Five and six letter words all the time. My problem with Logic is that he does cat in the hat rhyme schemes. Yeah, for sure. Simple, I'm right there with you on that. Short syllable, bang, 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 there's a rhyme. With Chance, his rhyme schemes, like he will have more... He'll have different rhyme schemes. He'll have different flows, different... Well, I mean, Logic has plenty of flows. Uh, but my thing with Logic in this Chance the Rapper comparison or conversation is that even though Logic will do simple cat-in-the-hat rhymes, he has more lyrical substance than Chance the Rapper. I, I would give you that Logic covers a much bigger range of topics... Range of melodies, range of vibes, but does that mean he has? I mean, like yes, yes, I agree with you. Logic has deeper subject matter. He touches on different things and different levels. But if we're just talking about, like, I'm just talking about, like, as a writer, 
Like somebody who That's I think. That's what I'm talking about as well. I'm talking about lyrics. We're talking right. about lyrically. We're so, talking about the lyrically who is better conversation. And that's why I'm saying, yes, when it comes down to the rhyming, <coughs> comes down to rhyming words, chance is probably better than logic. But when it comes down to lyrics, I think logic is better than chance. But I, I just wouldn't be able to like give you that if if the argument is that logic subject matter is deeper like i don't think that that would win the argument off that alone because i agree with you there but then i think just as far as it doesn't as even like, necessarily have to be deeper it's richer there's more even if he's saying the simplest rhyme schemes he's telling a story within that whereas chance will just be kind of rhyming words uh and like bending words and stuff a little bit as well but i i just i don't i can't i'm not rolling with chance being in the conversation of Best active lyricist. I'm gonna read just a little bit of a of a chance song. It's from Blessings, so it's on Coloring Book. This is Blessings. Okay, well that part doesn't count. Two. We're talking about the big day. Okay, no, I, I, I can I can switch it up. I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you uh, big day lyrics even after this. Um, this is the type of example. But it sucks when you have to go to his best song ever to find a good example Blessings of Part lyrics. Two. Is his best song ever. If you're talking about lyrically, maybe. Just stuff like I, I'm just using this to make a point. I'm not. I'm really. Tr- I'm really not trying to like win this argument. That's not my point of this. I just want to express how I feel about Chance, the music that he makes, and why it upsets me that people think this album sucks. This is a little excerpt of Chance lines that you could mistake for a Dr. Seuss book because this is like a children's nighttime story type stuff. I just think the writing of it is on a higher level of talent than someone like Logic. I speak of promised lands, soil as soft as mama hands, running water standing still, endless fields of daffodils and chamomile, rice under black beans walked into apple with cracked screens and told prophetic stories of freedom, found warmth in a black queen for when I get cold like Nat King, I'm doing the dad thing. I speak of wondrous unfamiliar lessons from childhood, make you remember how to smile good. I'm pre-currency, post-language, anti-label, pro-famous. I'm Broadway, Joe Namath, Kanye's breast prodigy. He ain't signed me, but he proud of me. I got some ideas I think that we you... got it. I, <laughs> I, I and I'll get, like honestly, I I will. I don't know. It's we're not gonna. You know, I'm probably boring people to death with just you know giving off chance lines. But I really just think that like the writing is on a on a higher level than most rappers out now if we were to go all time but you're going back you're not even talking about active chance okay. you can go you can talk about any rapper and go to one of their better songs okay. lyrically and use that as an example it's not fair new album big fish song with gucci man it's like track 14 birdman hand rub this shit fit me like a dan glove shit cleaner than a hand scrub feel better than dj Khaled fan love this the rock that this gave is good lyricism to- that's good lyricism. Birdman hand rub. This shit fits me like a damn glove. Hand scrub. This is the lyricism. Can I go past want. three bars? That's where you started, bro. I didn't tell you to start there. I said, can I go past three go bars? Three, go. There ain't no keeping up with the Bennetts. Ain't no diamonds in the chain, but it's independent. I only own fish bowls, but my rental's tinted. You know I'm moving. You know I'm used to moving units like rental tenant. Real lieutenant, God's army, he like a doctor, he'll never let a shot harm me. I'm a force in the field, I never take damage. I create panic, cause wanna act fake satanic. 
The labels get straight frantic. Their boardrooms look like eight Channing Tatum's and a Peyton Manning. Like I, I, I yeah, there's a couple good lines there, but I mean that's. I'm just not rolling with him being in the upper echelon conversation and best lyricist out right now, man. There's so many people I'd give a nod to over Chance the Rapper. All right, so maybe I can either calm you down or make you angrier by giving you an exact sort of... Because I, I would say Logic's under him. I would say Kendrick and J. Cole are over him. So throw out a couple names that you think are like top-tier lyricists, and I'll give you well, a few Drake's over better than under. him lyrically. I would give Drake, but I wouldn't even say it's by... No, Drake's better. Drake's definitively better. If he writes it... Oh, uh, I'd say Big Sean's better lyricist. Uh, I don't think that's far, but I would give Chance a nod there. Uh, someone else in Chance's camp, a little quieter, uh, lesser reputation, but an Isaiah Rashad. Uh, like there's that's a, a lot close of, one. That's a really close one. Close. I think Isaiah smokes him. I think Isaiah blows him out the water. That big fish, he gonna be on 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 dry land real soon. Okay, all right. I would say throwing these names out, it would probably and, and and it's hard because I could bring up names of guys who don't even make great music but are probably better rappers than Chance, like Earl Sweatshirt or Absol. Lyr- like, uh, Earl Sweatshirt's a hundred percent, a thousand percent, a million percent better lyrically. Right, but he makes us. He, he makes us. You know. A, a, what, a song every time a blue moon comes out. When was out. the last time Chance dropped an album? Four years ago with Coloring Book? Right, right. But we're going to have a hard time... Earl ar- did just drop an album. Gonna a, we're going to have a hard time arguing that Earl's beating Chance in the production department. Well, Earl just did... He did just put out an album like a few months ago. It right. sucked. I, it was not my sound. It was not what I wanted to hear. It was very alternative, very... Big, trying something new. Big, big Crit's definitely up there, too. Big Crit's 100% um, lyrically better than Chance. Uh... I would probably put Chance somewhere near the bottom of my top ten. Like I'll say, Chance right is better now. than Schoolboy. Yeah, I would. I, so I have him probably somewhere in like the bottom of my top ten. That's probably around where Chance is for me. He's you can close and, to and, my, like, 20, and maybe you can name enough names. Maybe you can name enough JIDs. Uh, maybe JID you can 100%. name. Um, There's a lot of people, man. There's a lot of people. And like I Pusha, that would be a close one. No, it's not close. That's yeah, not it's close. Not. It's not. That's not close. But even honestly, like Pusha, I feel like for me as a fan, had he not like Pusha's last album is my favorite album by him, and I think that album is awesome. I thought it was the second best album last year. After I don't even remember what I had as the fucking best album, but no, Kod was easily my number one last year, yeah, and then that was my idea. number two. Um, so last album, I thought Pusha. You know, caught a block full of bodies, but I would I, that would have been close for me if he hadn't put out that last album because I, I thought Pusha put out a lot of average albums with a couple of really good moments until that one. That was just me. But now you're you keep trying to change the conversation. Now you're saying albums. I'm talking about lyrically. Yeah, lyrically, Pusha T will wrap circles around Chance the Rapper. I I just don't think I think there's way more names that I could come up with as well that are. At least a debate, but th- those are my thoughts on the matter. Chance, step your pen game up, cuz. I just think that, um, here, I had this take earlier, and this is what I want to get off before we before we put the cap back on this, and I know that's not popular, people are just kicking the shit out of caps, putting them off balls, I'm going to put the cap back on this one. Okay. I'm going to cap. Um, you capping, bro. Always. You big cap. I think that... 
it's just shitty that we all slam a positive album. Now, I think that, like, you know, I don't think that because... This is just what I think. Juice World put out an album that was all about drug addiction, heartbreak, loneliness, and depression. And it wasn't very good, right? Uh, what's this? The Death Race to Love? Yeah. Well, Juice Will is kind of a different conversation because he's one of the littles. He's I like just, a sing-songy rap. He's not rapping. Just hear me out here. And it's all freestyles. Hear me out. Hear me out. Chance took four years to make this album. Took his time with his pen. I'm just and came up with this. I'm trying to weave a web here. Let me see if I if I have anything with this. I just think that when you look at albums like sad and depressing albums that. Nobody really shits on them, even if they're, like, maybe really bad because it's kind of sensitive subject matter. We don't want to say Juice World songs about depression and drug addiction are bad because those are sensitive matters. And I feel like, for the most part... Well, I say it because he fakes it, but go ahead. I feel like, for the most part, happiness and positivity in rap is constantly slammed as corny and is never really allowed to grow bigger than, like, within a certain circle. No, man, because that's just not true at all, because Chance has been riding this wave forever. His last... We talked about Acid Rap. That right. was the positive vibe. People loved right. Acid Rap. He dropped Coloring Book. A little bit more of a split... Uh, more mixed. On the fan a lot of people thought there was too much gospel. A little too much. Uh, and then now we have this one, where it's pretty much, like, 70-30, maybe? Yeah. People saying it's bad compared to what's good. Uh... I can't remember where I was, why I brought all this up, but I mean, yeah, I I just think when what I was saying was all what I was saying all that for was to say um, Chance has been making his name off this positivity and those good vibes and being this happy dude. Even the clips that he was dropping, he dropped a couple singles, some throwaway songs, and those gained traction. People were fucking with them, and it has nothing to do with people not liking the album because it's just too positive. It just has to do with what it is, man. That's what I think. Well, Obviously, there are people that bought into the hype of shitting on it. Like, there are people that'll just shit on it just to shit on it. Yeah. I've even spoken to people um, who just won't even give it a chance. Yeah. Because they just know that chance is a kind of music that they don't want to hear. So, I don't know. I guess it just fires me up that people will go as far as to, like, Anthony Fantano liked a lot of his stuff for years. You can go fuck yourself for giving this album a zero. I just think it's super disrespectful of his talent to give this album a zero. Like, if, if, if you're not about this album, if it's not your vibe, that's one thing. If you think that this is, like, a three or four out of ten album, you know, I can listen to your reasons why you dislike this. I will not listen to anybody say that this is a zero out of ten, that it's a that bad. And I guess But that, you also gave Lil Pump a 7.5. I, we, you know... I I I I confessed my sins for that one. You're not allowed to keep bringing that one up. You have to give it. You have to give it the mod the modified rating because I I changed. Mm. Right. You should be able to listen to an album right but, off first listen, especially a little pump and say nope. If somebody didn't like this album, if somebody thinks that this is Chance's worst album, if somebody thinks that this song is annoyingly positive, I can hear arguments for those. I guess all that I'm saying is that I'm not accepting that this album sucks. I'm not accepting that this album is, like, a huge disappointment. That The it's... only reason why it doesn't suck is because the production's good. Production carries them on this album. I'm saying it. That's that's your opinion. I think we got a 22-song album with 11... 8, eight to 11 really good songs. Name me four. 
five-year plan, eternal, hot shower, um, big fish, handsome. I don't know what the name of the second song is, but I like the second song quite a bit. I'm at like six. Uh, Anyways, let's get off this, man. Uh, Drake. We know Drake. You know Drake, right? They they call him uh, the six something. He's the... uh, He's the uh, reggaeton artist from Scarborough, who's also in the UK and is an actor and owns the Raptors and raps sometimes too, right? I think so. I think he does all those things. He's not from Scarborough, though. But um, he'd want to make you think that. He, he does. What are, what, what, why, is, why, why is Drake being brought up this week? He what dropped a, an album of old throwaway singles, and man, it's kind of funny because I've been listening to a lot of these singles recently in the past couple of weeks. Obviously, we had no idea that this was coming out, but, uh, you know, they got them, uh, he got everything cleared, and he threw them all together, and this album's now going to outsell the big day as well for songs from Drake that everyone's already heard. It's pretty crazy. I've always wondered if there's, like, a little subliminal Drake Chance the Rapper beef going on. Don't you remember? He says on draft day, like, uh, if I left this shit to Chance, Chance, I I would have picked a name like Chance Chance the Rapper. Rapper. That's saying Chance the Rapper's a stupid name. It's definitely There's no way around that. No, but, Um, I mean, even on top of that, uh, yeah, you just... They've never, for somebody, for for two guys who are like that big in the industry, I don't think they've ever had like a a happy moment together where they're like congratulating each other or something. Yeah, I don't think they've. Been I don't think seen I've it. ever seen them. And then not like they don't have mutual like tweet. Not like they don't have mutual friends like DJ Khaled or like all sorts of things where they theoretically, you know, Quavo stuff where they could yeah. have theoretically uh, linked up. Hmm. Conspiracy, conspiracy theories are, 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 are flying out of me today. So what you're thinking? Drake was keeping holding on to this care package until dra- uh, Chance dropped fuck his album. Chance. And he's like, "Fuck you!" Just fuck the same Chance. way Jay Z and uh, Beyonce keep doing that to Nas. Drake's, Drake's behind. Uh, oh, I was about to make an insensitive joke. I didn't, but uh, now you have to. I was gonna say Drake killed X and then got the internet to say they hate this Chance album all because he's terrified of being. Knocked off of his number one in the world. I don't get it. I think the chance is like one of the only people who actually pose a threat to overtake Drake as like just like somebody who could make music that would be loved on a wider level. And then one thing I've heard about X and you know R.I.P. X to you know anyone who that loss is affected. It's you know it's it's lame of me to use him in a joke. But there was this bullshit theory that Drake had X killed because he was afraid of him becoming like one of the top artists in the game. And for someone like X or someone well, no, like they had tension before that because there was the whole yeah. thing Drake stole his flow on yeah, KMT. and then and then X went on an Instagram video and talked shit about yeah. him. He ended up apologizing for it and saying he was lucky to even like have Drake listen to his music because he thinks he's a legend. Um, but people, some people actually thought there was a chance Drake had X killed. Uh, so I'm saying maybe they're right. Maybe he did that and maybe he's making the whole internet tweet about Chance's wife because he doesn't want this either. Hmm. He's saying Drake has uh, the robots on that level? It's scary. Care Package 2 is going to drop next time Meek Mill's album No, nah, him and Meek out. are cool. Him and Meek are Don't cool. at me. Uh... But yeah, no, this Care Package album's gonna outsell Chance first week. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I wouldn't have seen this coming. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Just a song, a whole album full of throwaways. But yes, yeah, some good music, man. Drake makes some good music. 
Yeah, it's kind of a weird world we live in, how this is like a big deal, that songs that you could have found on the internet every single day, like, nothing was stopping people yeah. from listening to these songs. No, they were like, there. These were They're all on SoundCloud, out. on YouTube. But just the fact that he made it available to an accessible streaming platform means that, like, no lie, they, like that, those songs have gained, like, an extra hundred million listens in the last week, all because it was just, like, neatly packaged yep. into a care package. Yep. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, any songs on there that were nice, that like you're, you're happy that you have on Spotify now and on your phone? 4 p.m. in Calabasas is definitely a slap for me. I love that song. Um, a softer song that I actually like a lot and really haven't been listening to as much uh, since it came out, but I really like Days in the East. Um, How About Now is a pretty good song. Um, there's a couple of these that now, like, at the moment are just, like, a little bit too old for me. Like, 5 a.m. in Toronto and Dreams Money Can Buy, like, I used to like a lot more. Hmm. But just aren't as, like, special to me now that I think he has better music out and I'm a little older. But, uh, Heat of the Moment, Days in the East, um... How about now and 4 p.m. in Calabasas? That'd probably be my... Oh, and, jo- and yeah, Jodeci Freestyle, I guess, too. That'd be my list of songs I'm happiest to have. Dreams Money Can Buy has always been one of my favorite Drake songs, so I was really happy to get that on here, and it's also the first it's song. It's a really, really cool. dope song. It just doesn't resonate with me as much as it did five years ago. And also Paris Morton Music is another one of my favorite Drake songs, and that was great to have on that, which is just uh, asked... Was it asked... I can't remember. It's a Rick Ross song where Drake just does the chorus, but then he took it for himself, had a couple verses. Right. Um, all right. Now let's switch gears. I want to talk about uh, this Bleacher Report's top 10 players under 23. They got Luka Doncic rated, rated number one. Zion Williamson, who hasn't played a lick of basketball yet, ranked number two. De'Aaron Fox, number three. Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Jamal Murray, Trey Young, number seven. Tied for number eight and nine are Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Ingram, and then Shy Gilgis Alexander at number ten. Hmm. Right. How does this sit with you? It's a weird list to me, um, because and I think the thing that made it the weirdest is the fact that they put Zion in, because the fact that you put Zion in is implying that first of all these other seven guys are better than every single player in this class. And I'm not really mad at that, with the exception of John Morant. I would probably expect more things out of John Morant in his first year than I would over Shea Gilgis or Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Like, I think John Morant is going to be a better player next year than his teammate Jaron Jackson. Um, Where's Donovan Mitchell? You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to give a disclaimer. Donovan Mitchell is uh, is turning 23 before the season starts, so I believe that's why he disqualifies uh, him from okay. this list. It was also saying that Jason Tatum is turning 23 too, so he will be ineligible before the season All starts. Right. I was seeing that on another Bleach Report article. Um, let's assume that Donovan Mitchell was left out of this list for his age because if he is on this list, I probably have him... Three hmm. behind Luca and Zion, um, but there are still people I think that are snubbed. There are still people I think that are are ranked too high. Um, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start with Does who's, Ingram who's... belong on this list? No, no, I don't think he's far off. But when I look at some of the other names that are hovering around, like like so, first of all, DeAndre Ayton. 
I think he should be on that. If we're gonna if we're gonna rank guys that are are rookies, like I would probably have John Morant ahead of Brandon Ingram. I'm expecting more out of Jaw next year than I am out of Brandon. However, um, Ingram is Ingram is not a scrub. He's an interesting player. He's gotten slowly better every year with the Lakers. Uh, he's going into. I feel like he's. I might be wrong on this. I feel like he's 19, but going into his fourth year. Sorry, he's 20, 22, but going into his fourth year. Hmm. Um, he's shown slow growth. He is an ISO scorer. He got a little better at shooting the three last year. But he's going to be in a weird situation in New Orleans this year where they're figuring a lot of stuff out. Zion will probably be the first scoring option. Drew will be number two. Um, and then there's going to be other scores on the team from J.J. Redick. Uh, Josh Hart. Yeah, so there's going to be other scores. Even Lonzo might take a shot every once in a while. I think I'm um, taking Laurie Markkinen over Ingram too. I'm 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 shocked. That's a good mention. I didn't think you would. Uh, I didn't think you would be on the ball like that. I think you're exactly right to put Laurie Markkinen ahead of him. I mean, what he didn't he have more threes in his rookie season than like any rookie ever? Yeah, and, and he's, he's no Laurie Markkinen is a stud. He had what a lot of people thought was a down year last year. Um, but he was really just injured for most of the year and had a couple of weeks where he was playing really poorly injured. Uh, I'm going to pull up a, um, I'm going to pull up a little stat, a stat that I was reading. And I think that this is a good stat. There's a lot of bullshit stats. That get- I'm even taking Marvin Bagley over fucking Jaren, ba- uh, Ingram. Bagley is an interesting one. I don't think I'd put Bagley over Ingram right now just cause I don't think he's, he wasn't given... Uh, last year, the Kings were kind of trying to make the playoffs and didn't really play more than 25 minutes a game. They were playing Nemanja Bializia, who was kind of hot to start the year. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of bullshit stats in basketball. This is a real basketball stat. Um, over a 31-game span last year, Laurie Market an average 21.5 points and 10 rebounds while shooting 46 from the field and 39 from three and 89% from free throw. Hmm. So that showed that even in last year, um, he's he's looking like that's that's a lot better to me than what Brandon Ingram's offering. Can I give um, you my top 10? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't have an actual list. I'd love to hear your top 10. My top 10, and at me, at me, please, let's have this conversation. This is my top 10 players under 23. Number one. Number one, Devin Booker. Ridiculous. Number two. Absolutely ridiculous. Number two, De'Aaron Fox. Number three, Jason Tatum. Number four, Jamal Murray. Are you fucking kidding? How is Luka not in your top four? Why should he be? Continue. Number five. I'm on number five now. Yes. Number five. I said Jamal Murray, right? For number four. Yep. So yeah, number five would be Luca. Uh, I think I'm only gonna give eight here. Uh, number six would be Trey Young. I like Trey Young. Seven would be Jaron Jackson. Uh, eight would be. I might just throw in uh, DeAndre Ayton in there. So everyone had a Zion. He hasn't fucking played a game. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm much less mad at that than I am the Luca. 
He needs to fucking dribble a professional basketball with regulation time where a regular season game lasts more than 12 minutes, and then maybe we can have a conversation if he belongs in this conversation. Okay, so how do you how do you have Devin Booker higher than Luka Doncic? I have Devin and why is Devin one. Booker number one? Because he is the best offensive talent in this whole list. I think what he went off for how many? He went off for what sixty points before already? He's had a seven. He's had a seventy-one yeah. point game yeah. against Boston. Exactly. So he can he can fucking score the ball. His athletic ceiling, there isn't one offensively. Uh, and you know, defensively, if he can work on that, then he can become one of the better players in the league. But you can't shit on him for not being a great defender and praise James Harden and give him MVP. James Harden's a much better defender than Devin Booker. By right the now. analytics, because the team plays good defense and shit works and everything falls in the place to make it work, so that you are. James Harden was third in the league in, in steals this year. Um, he's playing better defense. Houston finds ways of hiding him on defense. They put him against the but worst even if we're matchups. Harden conversation. How many years did it take him to be third in the league in steals? It took him. Right, long. and he only but, showed one season, like I think three years ago, where he showed he could be a good defender. If we're talking and then about, he just doesn't care. If we're talking about scoring, and if we're talking about potential, then Devin Booker would rank higher on both of those lists. Probably the only person on this whole list that I would put as a better scorer than Devin Booker would be Luca, and even that I think is Luka's debatable. Not a better scorer. No, like, I think like hey, I think it's Luca. What put up fifteen points this year? 14? Twenty. Did he put up 20? twenty? Are you sure? Yes, it's twenty. Twenty on the nose. It's probably it might even be over twenty. It's not eighteen point eight. Um, Luca put up twenty one and a half points this year and six point eight assists. Devin Booker put up put up twenty six. On even though it was the worst team in the league either, I'm not going to kid myself and say the Mavericks were a good team competing too. So both guys got the option, or sorry, not got the option, but we're we're given the keys to the offense basically. And Booker scored a little bit more, but if we're talking pure offense. The fact that they averaged the same amount of assists this year when Booker was actually the point guard, like Booker struggled Booker as wasn't a the point guard. He played half the season. He played point guard. I think guard. at the very beginning, and then they, they didn't have a point. They didn't have a point guard last year. Yeah, they don't. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like he, he, he kind of just played he, the position out of necessity. But that's like saying, and that's fine. I'm not saying I'm not at all making the argument he is a point guard. I'm just saying they played him at point guard, which is you know stupid of the Phoenix Suns to not play him in his natural position. Uh, but they tried it. I, you could, you know what? Honestly, you could even make the debate that pure scoring wise, Booker is a better scorer than Luka Doncic, and he's got potential. But I, I can't. I, I, it's not just the defense. Um, it, it, it's, it's like there, there's Devin Booker is just not all the way there yet as a better player than a lot of these guys. I think it's really tough to know where to put him on this list when a lot of these guys are on better teams. Like, how do you compare Jamal Murray, who is just one game away from the conference finals, to Devin Booker, who is, you know, 80 games away from it? Uh, that's tough. But to put him one over Luka, I, I, I just can't do that. Um, I think for me, I would probably have Devin Booker around the place he is. I would agree with you. I would put Markinen in this top 10. I would probably shift him and John Morant out for Jaron Jackson and Brandon Ingram. I also think Jalen Brown's an honorable mention. I think his defense brings a lot to the table. Um, but I would, if I were to move Booker on this list, 
I would probably put him at six and Jamal Murray at five. Hmm. Um, I think that Jamal Murray's really so you're cool with Zion being number two. As far as just projecting, like who's gonna be, who's gonna have the best impact on the NBA? I'm more than like I'm more than willing to admit this isn't a projection though. This is top ten players under twenty three, right? And that's why I would even still continue to give the nod to Devin Booker because I think he is the best player under twenty three. I don't think Zion should even be rated. I don't think he belongs in this discussion. He hasn't fucking played. The one game he played in summer. I know, but you are really low on Zion. Like, you would have taken Jaw over him. Yeah. Like, okay, would you have taken Jaw over him to the Pelicans who already have Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball? That's that's different. Okay, well, I'm just asking. It's a fair question. Um, But if I'm the Knicks and I I ended up with the number one overall pick and I don't have a power forward or small forward and I don't have a point guard. Right. It's a toss-up. This is the thing about Zion, and I'm going to try and do, because this can really get dangerous here. I can go all over the place. I think that John Morant's ceiling in this NBA, that the best he could be is like a Chris Paul type player. I don't think he's going to be that good, but I think he has a chance to be this really, really, you know, uh, top tier facilitator, scorer, handle. I think he could just be an elite level point guard. Zion Williamson has a potential to be a top three, top five talent. I don't think first year. I don't think it's going to be first year. It might not even be second year. He has that potential to be that at some point of his career. Maybe his haters are right. Maybe his size and athleticism will never translate to the NBA and he will never find appropriate matchups. I don't think that's the case. I think on defense alone. Or his body just breaks down because he's too big. That's one thing. I'm not a doctor, right? So that's. I mean, it already happened in his first game he played in Summer League. He's he only get, played a few minutes and had to go to the bench. He can't be wearing any Paul George shoes. Uh, shoes? Shoes. <laughs> shoes. Uh, look, man, I think Zion is. It's, it's such a toss up to, to say what he's going to be better at, who he's going to be better than next year. I like De'Aaron Fox a lot. I think saying that De'Aaron Fox will be better than Zion is not laughable or offensive at all. I think that's a very reasonable suggestion. I think that Zion will come into the league. Well, I put De'Aaron Fox as my number two, didn't I? I think so. I will put Zion. I'm very high on De'Aaron Fox. I will put Zion. Um, he will probably come into the league being a close to top-level defensive talent. And your guy Lonzo didn't make that list, huh? Lonzo doesn't deserve to be on the list right now. Finally. Finally! I did, got look, off his nuts. Look, you're not. You're just not listening. You're just listening to what you want to hear. I think Lonzo's set up for being a really good player. I'm not shying away from being a really good player. I've never said Lonzo Ball is a great player right now. Yeah, um, you have. Great. Yeah. Great. You've I've said, said that. right now he's You've great. You said that. You find me the link. Play back the tapes. You find me the. You find me the quote, and I'll do something stupid. Um, Zion. I think is going to be a top-level defender who's going to put up about 15 points a game and really impact the, the game on both levels. I think his energy and size and speed is just going to be a lot to deal with for an NBA team. I think he's going to be infectious to play around. I think he's going to be a hard worker, get tons of rebounds, get tons of steals, fight hard on the glass, and I think all of that's going to translate to wins. And then I have to mention Luka Doncic, who I think is just an offensive maestro. You don't think Luka's a bad player, I know that, but I think that to say that 
De'Aaron and Devin Booker are ahead of him right now is is underrating what he does we'll to the game offensively. We'll um, I'm not. I'm not necessarily comfortable putting Zion at number two. Maybe I'll put him number three right now after De'Aaron, and then I would keep, you know, and and then I I probably have Murray for Tatum and Booker tied for five six, Trey seven, John ja Morant eight, Shea Gilgis nine, and Laurie ten. Or no no no, Laurie Laurie nine, Shea Gilgis ten, and then. Guys like DeAndre Ayton are really close to Shea Gildress. Yeah, I think he, I think uh, Gildress needs to do a lot more. But anyways, that's our show for today. Uh, Chance Chance is not a good lyricist. Zion Williamson needs to play more professional NBA games to make any sort of list. Those, those are opinions on this episode. And if you want to hear the right opinions, I'll be I'll be talking all episode as well. I don't know why I'm saying that like you're about to listen to it. Hopefully you just did. And you lied. Thank you. Lied. You. you lied, Harry. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you when we see you. Skr, skr!